Hello and welcome to another episode of Vipers Voices, the podcast from the Desert Vipers, a side playing in the DP World ILT20 in the UAE. Coming up, we chat with opening batter Alex Hales on all things Desert Vipers as he reflects on Season 1 and looks ahead to Season 2. It's been a while since we caught up with him, so without further ado, let's get cracking. Alex was in Dubai on a whistle-stop visit between his commitments in the 100 in the UK and a stint at the Caribbean Premier League. And while he was in the UAE, we took the chance to catch up with a player who was the leading run scorer in the inaugural edition of the ILT20, as well as someone who scored the first ever 100 in the tournament. Alex looked back on his experiences during his time with the Vipers at the start of the year and he also spoke about the new signings for Season 2, the Pakistan trio of Shaheen Shah Afridi, Shadab Khan and Azam Khan, plus Adam Hose from England, Scotland's Michael Jones and Baz Delader, the Dutch all-rounder. We started off by speaking about uh, Alex's busy schedule as a travelling white ball specialist as, since the ILT20 wrapped up in February, he's played in the Pakistan Super League, the T20 Blast in the UK, the uh, T20 League in Canada and also in the 100. Being a star recruit in all those sides, in all those competitions, brings with it pressure and an expectation to perform, but Alex said that's something he relishes. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a whirlwind lifestyle, but it's a really enjoyable one. Um, I think the busyness of that schedule is you know, some of the reason why I gave up Red Bull cricket, just with all the tournaments there are around the world in the winter and, and, and the busy schedule in the summer, it becomes, you know, you have, to man- you have to manage your schedule and make sure you're always fresh and fit and ready to go. But yeah, as you just said, that's a really hectic schedule. Um, but really, I'm really looking forward to it. The winters are always amazing, getting to come over here and Australia and um, yeah, I'm very privileged to be in the position I'll be in to get to be an overseas player in, uh, for different teams in different countries. Um, it's a great lifestyle and you can learn a, a lot about cricket and yourself. Do you relish the pressure as an overseas player? Yeah, it's, it's something I've always enjoyed is, is the big games, you know, the big crowds and, and the pressure that comes along with it. Um, you know, as the overseas player, you, you're, on the, you're on the bigger contracts, you're expected to come over and, and lead and perform. So um, that's something I've always enjoyed and something you know, I'm going to continue to enjoy for the rest of my career. What about your time leading into the next ILT20? What does that look like? Uh, so I'm off to the Caribbean um, to play in the CPL. Uh, and after that, I'll probably have maybe four to five weeks off just to recharge and, and uh, you know, get the fitness levels back up and just to make sure I'm fresh for another, as you said, another busy sort of four to five months. Um, as um, talks of maybe a, a T20 tournament happening in the, in the Bahamas in November. Um, and then hopefully T10, Big Bash, fingers crossed. Um, a lot of it's unknown at the moment because of the drafts and, and all that stuff hasn't happened yet. But, you know, if it, if it goes to plan, then there's T10, Big Bash, um, straight here to the IL, um, potentially PSL. So it's a really busy sort of four to five months coming off, but one I'm looking forward to. Since the last time we spoke, you've, you've announced your retirement from international cricket. Is that a decision you're comfortable with, given you, you were constantly being asked whether you were coming back? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a decision I'm comfortable with. I've, I've probably known deep down for quite a while that was where I was at. Um, and it's, yeah, it's something you know, I'm, I'm proud to have played that many games for my country, 156 games. Hugely proud to have done that. Um, but just with you know, all these franchise things now and, and without the luxury of a central contract, from England, it, just, it becomes so tough to, to, to weigh it all. Um, 
to weigh all the bilateral series along with the missing out on a franchise stuff, it becomes a tough one financially. So I just felt you, you feel like it's a strange thing, say, missing a bilateral series to go and play in a franchise thing. It didn't sit very well with me. So I just felt comfortable making a decision just to step away from international cricket with my last game being a World Cup final. It's as good as it gets. Let's reflect back on the first season of ILT20. You were part of the Desert Vipers squad that finished as runners-up. What did you make of the tournament as a whole? Loved it. Um, absolutely loved it. It was obviously a brand new tournament. So there was a lot of unknowns, but you know, the franchise were brilliant. We had a, we had a brilliant hotel, a great setup, um, down in Jebel Ali. Um, uh, we recruited really well. The players are outstanding, but also the backroom staff. Uh, everyone, everyone got along really well. And there's a real sort of family feel to, to the franchise, which is, you know, a nice feeling when you're away from home and in hotels. So, um, you know, the first tournament was a huge success, except the result of the final, but. Um, you know, we, I thought we gelled really well as a team and, and, and performed well throughout the tournament. What was the main factor in the side not getting over the line in the final versus the Gulf Giants, do you think? I think, they, I think on the day they were just a better side. We had some good tussles with them um, in the group stages, but I think on the day it's all about who handles the pressure the most and, and who can deliver um, you know, when it matters. And unfortunately, you know, there's 22 professional cricketers out there who are all exceptional players and you know, they, they just got it done on the day, unfortunately. What about your own form in that first tournament? You were the leading run scorer. You scored the first 100. You even scored a 99. But I'm guessing you'll also reflect on the second half of the tournament where you couldn't replicate that early form. Why do you think that was? And, and is that something you can address for season two? Uh, it's just it's T20 cricket in a way. Like it's so, as an opener, you expected to go out and you know take the game on. It's often the best time to bat in the first six overs. And sometimes the ball can swing and seam and... You know, you, you can have one with your name on sometimes. So I, I don't think I did anything different. My prep was still the same. Just it was just the way the way T Twenty goes sometimes. Um, I think the the pitches were definitely a little bit better at the start of the tournament. So I cashed in then, I think. But you know, now I've you know I've probably learned and I've, that, a little bit more of experience of what the pitches are going to be like at the back end. So I think that will set me in good stead next year um, on when it comes to consistency. What were your main learnings from season one? What did you take away from the tournament? Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't played a huge amount of cricket in the UAE actually before this tournament. Only a handful of games, a handful of international games and I think maybe one or two in the PSL. So it was kind of uncharted territory for me. But I think, you know, the ball, the ball swung and seemed a fair bit actually. So I think as an opener, maybe you can give yourself a little bit more time, more time than what you would in, in different comps just to, to get used to that swing and maybe cash in a bit later on in the innings. Um, so I think that's probably something I'll maybe look to do a bit more next year is just be a bit more wary of the first sort of 10 to 20 balls. Let's talk about the new signings now, one by one. Shaheen Sharafridi, Shadab Khan, Azam Khan, Michael Jones, Baz Delader and Adam Hose. First of all, Shaheen Sharafridi, he got you out in the T20 World Cup final uh, last year and you've played with him this year in the T20 Blast for Nottinghamshire. He's an incredible bowler, isn't he? Yeah, you could, you could put the case forward that he's probably the best seen bowler in the world, actually. Certainly the best new ball bowler. Um, Swings it at an extreme pace with from a six foot six frame, uh, left arm around the wicket. It's a, it's a right hander's nightmare. So I'm just lucky that he's on our team. I think this year I've, I've had some good um, good jousts with him over the years in the PSL and international cricket. And you know he's he's one of the finest operators. So I think that's an unbelievable recruit from us, especially with the swinging conditions we'll probably have in the UAE. So um, yeah, I think that one's as good as it gets. Shadab Khan, you've come across him in the PSL. He's impressive too, isn't he? Yeah, he's, I think he's a complete cricketer, to be honest. He's excellent in the field. Obviously, a very good leg spinner, a lot of mystery to his leg spin and, and can also you know, whack sixes in the middle to lower order, sometimes at the top order in PSL. So um, he's a wonderful utility player and, and one of the best all-rounders in the world. So yeah, again, that's, it's a top-class recruit and I'm sure he'll shine for us. 
the Vipers looked to get Azam Khan in season one. Now he's on board and he really brutalises bowling, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, he's one of the best hitters of a cricket ball I've seen. Um, the, bat, the bat looks so small in his hands. He's just a big, big, strong unit and he can hit it for miles. Um, plays spin and seam very well and obviously a wicketkeeper as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I played with him in the, in the latest edition of PSL um, and he was so good. Um, clears the ropes for fun. So uh, another dangerous player in the middle order. Adam Hose, well, he's playing his county cricket at Worcestershire at the moment and he's played for the Northern Superchargers in the 100. But he played in the inaugural ILT20 for the Sharjah Warriors. He's a good recruit, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. I've played against him a handful of times and he always seems to seems to score runs. I think he got 100 against us at Trent Bridge uh, maybe last year and he just hit it to all parts. Uh, very dangerous player, can score all round the wicket um, and good in the field as well. So again, another, another good mid-order signing. All-rounder Baz Deladers made the headlines around the world with his performances in the ICC Cricket World Cup qualifier in Zimbabwe. He's a terrific all-rounder. He's part of the first season, actually, as well, of the ILT20 with the MI Emirates. He looks exciting, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Good young talent. Um, as you said, an all-rounder. And in T20, you know, they're gold dust. Someone who can bowl good pace, good change-ups, and also whack it sort of in the middle to lower order. I think he's a very dangerous cricketer. So, yeah, again, another, another top-notch signing. And Michael Jones, he's played one-day internationals and T20 internationals for Scotland. And he's a player who's on his way up, isn't he? Definitely, yeah. And I think that's what you want when you're building franchises, is young guys who have, you know, where, where um, you know, the, the sky's their limit. Um, he, had a good, he had a great season this year, and I'm sure we'll see even more of it this, this winter. Do you think being the only franchise to sign Pakistan players gives the Desert Vipers a competitive advantage leading into Season 2? I think the, the three we've signed definitely gives us an advantage. I think three of the three of the best um, three of the best T Twenty players in the world right now already added to the ranks of what we had last year, where we made the final. I think it looks a really dangerous squad. What about the other sides, Alex? They've all strengthened with big names coming in. Does anyone stand out, or, or will you cross that bridge when you've uh, when you come to it when you're in the UAE for the tournament, just like the last edition, not thinking too far ahead? I think I've still got that mentality. I think. You start, you start looking and prepping for other teams once the tournament starts. That's when you start going into all the analysis of what, you know, what teams have signed and what bowlers and batters they've got. So, um, I think there's a good contingent of Aussies who are looking to come over. So that'll be, that'll boost the competition for sure. Um, but I worry, I think I worry more about the opposition once we have the meetings before the game. How do you feel about the squad? Is it stronger than season one, do you think? I think so, for sure, which takes some doing. I think we, I thought we had an unbelievable squad last year, but I think we've kept some key players and also recruited extremely well. So, you know, I think us you know, players, coaches and the fans can be really excited for this season. Now, Alex, what about the Desert Vipers' commitment to become carbon neutral as soon as possible? A commitment stated at Lords in July. It's good. It's exciting as well. I think... You know, everyone can see now the world's changing, you know, the scientists are saying about climate change. So I think it's really, really good as a franchise that we're getting involved in that and trying to make the world a better place. And hopefully, you know, people around the world can get on board with that too. And are you confident the squad can go one better in season two? Definitely, yeah. Even more so than last year. I was excited when, you know, coming to the tournament, uh, looking at the squad we had last year. But with these recruits and, and, the, and the re-signings we made this year, I, I for sure think we can go one better. It's really exciting. Alex Hales speaking with Vipers Voices ahead of the second season at the DP World ILT20. And that's it for another episode. If you have any comments on the podcast, then please feel free to get in touch with us at media at thedesertvipers.com. That's media at thedesertvipers.com. 
And remember, you can follow the team and get all the latest news as the build-up to Season 2 continues by hunting up the Desert Vipers on all the major social media channels and by visiting the website thedesertvipers.com. We'll be back with more Desert Vipers chat soon, but for now, this is Brian Murgatroyd, and as ever, thanks so much for listening.